Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. The Bears in camp is kind of old news at this point today. The Vikings... Vic Fangio's Broncos, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, and another Super Bowl contender aside from the Bears. The Chargers begin training camp, so all 32 teams are in, and it's football season. Beginning next week, early odds will be dedicated to football, NFL, and college futures, win totals, and all sorts of different angles to look into each and every week. As far as this week, though, you've seen those TV interviews where a voice is disguised to protect anonymity. Or you just see a shadow on your TV screen. You're about to experience a little bit of that here on The Score because our very own David Schuster sat down with a bookie who's been in business for nearly 35 years. They address some topics I've always wondered about. How will legalized sports betting affect the bookies? Mistakes that new bettors always seem to make? And stories of trying to collect. Here's David Schuster. Enjoy. Hi, we're talking with Vincent, and Vincent is not his real name. Uh, we're protecting the innocent, or maybe not so innocent, I'm not really sure. But anyway, Vincent, uh, what is your profession? Uh, I'm a betting engineer, uh, otherwise known as a bookie, I guess. Where does, I've never heard that before, where does the term betting engineer come from? I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, how long have you been doing this? Uh, since uh, championship year for the Bears, 85, in one form or another, started very small, escalated while I did my other career. It was always a sidelight. How did you get into this? Well, my father was uh, a betting engineer, and I had a lot of friends that liked to bet, and I wasn't, I didn't start out that way. I I uh, ended up, I I knew a bookmaker, and I ended up uh, passing off all the action that my friends wanted to him. And after about three, four months of this, I kept, I realized I kept paying this guy money all the time. So I just said, screw it, I'll just do it on my own for myself. And I 
you know, got various players, mostly through word of mouth. Uh, my friends, I actually didn't take their action after that. And uh, basically got most of my business from referrals. You know, the main thing is I kept it going for all this time because of basically an impeccable reputation of never messing around with people financially or not paying them or slow paying them, you know, always above board. Okay. um, You told me this, but uh, we'll get this on record now. What is the most clients you had over these last 30-some-odd years, and what is your current clientele number now? I started out, you know, with a, you know, just a handful, and it rose up probably after a few years to like fifty was my type, <clears throat> was my top. And starting at fifty, you know, you start to decrease um, because players lose too much money, they go somewhere else because of bad luck, they quit. Uh, so. Uh, you know, slowly but surely, it, it dwindles down to the present day where it's about 25, and most of those players are very, very small now. <clears throat> the big ones kind of knock themselves out of, you know, nobody is going to keep losing thousands and thousands of dollars year after year after year and still keep playing that same way. So that's it. What is the most amount of money that somebody has both lost? and the most amount of money that somebody has won from you, whether on a daily basis or a weekly, and I don't know how, how you figure that out. All right. Uh, yearly, I've never had a losing year, ever. I've never had been close to having a losing year. The most anybody ever won from me was $200,000. <laughs> uh, no one ever came anywhere near that close. I was stubborn. The guy had a system in football <clears throat> that I just couldn't believe that existed until I was out to about $200,000 and then I finally quit that. So other than that, I don't know if anybody through the years has ever really beaten us. You know, they all lose, all of them. Uh, The most I've ever lost in a day is probably about 30,000 in one day. Uh, The most I ever won in one day is probably somewhere around the same. All right. Now, obviously, legalized sports gambling is here in the state of Illinois, and it's spreading like wildfire across the country. How will legalized sports betting impact your business? And can it possibly help since it will be accepted now as legal across the board? Good question. I don't I don't think it'll help, per se. Um, it might attract a few you know, people that never bet before. But for the most part, those aren't the kind of people I'm really looking for. I'm looking for, to be perfectly honest, habitual bettors, you know, not someone who's dabbling at 10 or $20 and stuff like that. Um, I don't think the rules are going to hurt me that much because the main thing I offer that they won't offer is credit. Uh, a person doesn't have to put up money up front for me, and, uh, you know, we usually give very good terms to make it easy for them and less painful, shall we say. Um, I also have a trick up my sleeve. I don't really want to talk about it yet, but if it ever gets to the point, I have a, a, a something up my sleeve that I think will attract more players. All right, we'll maybe get to that before we're done here. Have you ever felt bad for a customer 
that they have a self lack of control that you know they're they're in too deep and i mean you know do do you coach them or tell them maybe dissuade them from actually doing this the answer to that believe it or not is absolutely yes uh i've walked away from plenty of guys who were quote unquote good customers because they knew it was tearing them up or their family or they couldn't afford it uh i don't want to my goal is not to hurt people like that my goal is to provide an outlet for people that are going to gamble uh no matter who so it may as well be with me if i see a person getting i, I don't give unlimited terms either so they can't i try to make sure that they can't lose more than they can afford to lose as much as i can try so yeah i'm a kind of a bookie with a heart in that regard so uh, but it, it it tears you up sometimes before it's you know you get rid of a guy because uh i mean i've had guys when i went to collect and stuff like that they were absolutely bawling right in front of me and that you know that tears you up so at that point i stopped taking his action no matter what i wouldn't take it and i did actually try to help the guy uh but most of the time you can't really help these guys all right so that's the good-hearted part of you you know that dealing with some people <laughs> that they're they're not so good-hearted um how often is it a challenge to collect and what sort of tactics have you used mm-hmm. over the years or you know maybe not even used uh, i shouldn't be saying this but i don't use tactics at all i ask for my money like a creditor might uh normally a guy if he doesn't have it will at least make up something and say give me a day or date when he can do it and you know half the time they miss that day too so you just keep on it as best you can and you don't make waves <clears throat> in my opinion there's enough money to be made that you know any one individual and I've walked away from guys who who lost 35,000 in a weekend to me and stuff like that you know and if they lose too much they're just you know going to walk away which i think is kind of stupid because they don't really know what i'm capable of doing but they get away with it to be honest because i'm not going to do anything i'm sure you know of other people who do what do you call it betting engineering is what do you call it again <laughs> yeah betting engineering okay i'm sure you know others who probably are not as good hearted as you i take it i mean is there competition and what are have some of those people done over the years uh you probably won't believe I've only known one or two other bookies in my entire life because I have tried as best I can to keep as low a profile as possible I don't you know a lot of these bookies are they have big mouths and stuff like that uh I don't um <clears throat> it's only if I truly truly trust anybody that I'll even open up to that extent uh so I don't uh what was the question again? Tactics. I mean, you you oh. have you have walked away. I've walked away from thirty thousand probably two or three times. I, if I added up all the money over the years, it's got to be half a million dollars. I've walked away from. Oh, you know, that's a lot of years. Uh, you do the best you can as far as like qualifying these people, but you really don't know them half the time, or more than half the time. So you're really taking a chance. And I've been pretty lucky in that regard so far. You you might say half a million, but I mean, there's been you know it's been worth it. Let's put it that way. Is sports betting more popular now than ever before over all these years that you've been doing this? Yeah, I I think it has, but it's it's shifting. With the millennials, 
it's definitely shifting to other sports that it never used to people never used to gamble on. In the old days, it was football and a little bit of basketball. It was virtually no baseball, no hockey. Today, there's a, a, a lot of basketball. There's football is always king. There's a little bit of baseball, and there's, believe it or not, a lot of golf and a little bit of tennis and a fair bit, not a little, but a little bit more than just a little of uh, MMA, is it? MMA. Uh, so the millennials like to bet the boxing and the uh, uh, MMA and uh, golf. They're very big into golf and tennis and other sports. So uh, it's shifting. Do you set your own lines or do you take uh, the lines from Vegas? Uh, I have a service that I pay per player per week for. Um, and if they play on the service, the service gives them, it's a, it's a website, and they give them uh, all the lines. They keep their balance for them. I don't have to basically do anything at this point except pay and collect. And, uh, you know, this, these uh, web services give the lines. They change the lines when they're changed. And they keep track of balances, pros and cons. So our work is very minimal. All right. Now, this is not your problem, but the curiosity part of me wants to know, what do you think is the most common mistake made by rookie bettors, if you will? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, blindly just taking favorites. Uh, the, t- the, the better, as a rule, wants to root for the better team. The better team is always the favorite. In football, it could be New England minus nine over Buffalo or something like that. Well, you know, it might look easy to the better because Buffalo stinks and New England's great. But surprisingly, the dogs cover as often, if not more, than the, than the favorites do. And I've had plenty of people through the years, they never bet an underdog. And they only bet favorites and they lose just like everybody else. All right, here's a question I've always been curious myself. You're a bookie. <sighs> Okay, or what do you, would you call it again, a betting engineer? <laughs> I love that. You're a betting engineer, but do you have it in your blood to want to gamble yourself? And if you do, how do you do it? Okay, uh, I can answer the second part because I don't. I never, ever, ever make a bet. Um, it's, it, it got out of my blood a long time ago when, you know, quite frankly, I realized that nobody wins. And even if it's something I look at and say, wow, I really like that. And I think I don't need, I have enough action. You know, betting, betting uh, isn't really about, you know, thinking this team's better than another. It's basically about wanting a team to root for. You want to sit in front of the TV and have a little something extra on it. So I can do that without, without betting. Interesting. All right, again, the big thing in Illinois is that legalized sports gambling is right on the cusp. In your opinion, who are the winners or losers with legalized sports gambling coming to Illinois? Uh, The losers are going to be, quite frankly, the common man who maybe never would have gambled in the first place, who gets enticed, uh, you know, with the legitimacy of it all, and... It's just like any other drug, you know, uh, people become addicted to gambling just the same way as they do with drugs and cigarettes. So that's a huge downside. 
As far as a plus side, I mean, it's convenient for people, you know, to just, if it's probably going to be mobile, so they can easily just, you know, bring up on their internet, you know, something and just punch a few buttons and their, and their bets are in. So it's very easy. All right. If you followed how this has gone through the Illinois State Legislature, what mistakes do you think the Illinois lawmakers made with what will be the current bill or what finally is put into effect? Did, did they do it properly? Did they make any mistakes? To be perfectly honest, I haven't really even looked at it. <laughs> I haven't really looked at it. I just know that it's going to be legal here. Or it, it is, but it's, you know, places are going to start like Arlington Park. You know, which has wanted this for many, many years. They'll, they'll start. They might have it. I, I know Rivers Casino. I heard is putting in a sports book and stuff like that. So it's going to be a big boon for them. Um, but common man's going to get hurt bad. Um, will the sports books have the ability to offer fair lines with a fifteen percent tax rate? No, I don't think so. I think the tax is going to, again, make it so that uh, I'm not going to lose anybody because of that, you know. Or I've even heard that, you know, generally in uh, sports gambling, it's minus 10 either way. I've heard that they might even go higher than that. So a better who bets 100 instead of losing 110, if he loses, might have to pay 113. That'll hurt them as well. So if that happens... All they're really going to attract are newbies, you know, people who don't have a bookmaker, don't know a bookmaker, you know, small-time people. But those small-time people can get escalated and and lose their house if you know if you know it could work out that way. So I haven't, I don't know the particulars of how they're going to do this. If in terms of uh, taxing and stuff, the other thing is that if somebody hits big with these casinos, they're going to have to fill out a tax form. Probably, they don't have to do that with a bookmaker. You never. <laughs> I was going to say something witty, but I won't. Um, all right, now nobody really knows how this is going to work. This is going to be trial and error, at least initially. Um, what part of this upcoming legalized sports gambling at sports books, what have you? What part sort of are you curious about how it's going to work or fascinates you? I'm curious to see if their terms are going to be the same as the bookmaker terms. Because uh, I've heard varying reports, and you know, it, it, depending on their terms and and everything, is really going to go a long way toward determining what kind of players play with them. If their terms are competitive, they may actually get you know some big players and obviously bigger revenues. If they start mucking around with like uh, all, you know offering worse terms than a bookmaker, like minus one thirteen or taxing it, you know, on winnings and stuff like that, then they're going to probably attract just, you know, a small bit. But a small bit times many, many thousands is still going to make them quite a bit. Now, I didn't ask you this before, but there are OTBs. that Those have been in existence for, I don't know, 20, 25 years, whatever that is. Have you ever taken bets on the horses? I mean, do anybody ever even ask you for that? And will, do you think that might increase? Because there's going to be more legalized horse gambling at all these different places that are going to crop up. Okay, horse horse gambling is pretty dead. Um, they come out of the woodwork for the Kentucky Derby and for the Breeders' Cup, and that's about it. You know, I did take one guy who was betting 
the same amount on a horse, you know, once, twice, three times a week, always at different tracks around the country. And he was basically uh, beating my brains in <laughs> with these random horses. <laughs> so I stopped taking him. That's what a bookmaker will do, by the way. If a guy consistently is beating him, we're not going to take it. Just as a guy's not going to continue to lose money, all of it, we'll get rid of him. And so I got rid of him, you know, for horses. Because, you know, especially with horses, because that's, uh, you know, you can have a tip a lot easier than you can in a football game, I think. So. All right, final question. Um, I find it hard to believe, but supposedly it's going to happen. There are going to be windows at Soldier Field, at Wrigley Field, you know, United Center, I don't know where else. I'm just curious from your standpoint, how do you think that's going to work? Uh, It'll be small compared to the overall, I think, because... Let's let's take a, a typical game at Wrigley Field. You get let's say forty thousand people. Let's say even ten thousand want to bet, which is no, that couldn't even be that many. Uh, are they going to offer just the Cub game? Are they going to offer everything but the Cub game? Are they going to offer everything? And if they offer everything, how are they going to show it to the to the customer? So I, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Um, Again, it'll it'll just be another source of revenue for whoever owns these things. But as far as like how many, how much something might be worth, I don't think anybody knows. All right, I lied. I do have one more question. <laughs> You've been doing this, yeah, I am. You've been doing this for thirty four years. But by the way, I don't have my overcoat. But you've been doing this for thirty four years. You know, everybody usually has an exit strategy. What is your exit strategy? I guess you could do this. It's not like you're a singer where your voice is going to go bad. So how much longer? Uh, I've thought about it. But, uh, I mean, at this point, I'm retired from my uh, regular job that I had. I enjoy it. I don't think there's any victims here that I consciously know of. And I think all the people that I deal with are people that would bet anyway somewhere else. Um, I don't have a moral issue with it. It's a person's money. They can bet whatever. They can do whatever they want with it. Uh, I just say infinite, as long as the players keep coming and paying. And, and I lied because I have a, one additional question. This is like this is like a concert with two encores. I've been out with you at night, where you actually are keeping tabs of the games. You're rooting not so much for yourself. You're rooting against somebody. Like if the Lakers are laying something, you don't want that to happen. How much does that sometimes even affect you? And you know, do you have any stories in regards to that? Almost never. If I, if I felt bad for the person doing it, then I wouldn't take that person. So I try as best I can to take people that come to me, first of all, number one. I know what a guy who's betting over his head looks like. If I see any kind of sign of that and stuff like that, I put an end to it because I know it always is going to end badly, either for me or for him, usually both. So I, I, I've, you know, I've uh, built up a wall. I'd say, when it comes to, like, feeling bad for somebody. Vincent, I appreciate you doing this. No problem. Big thanks to David Schuster and Vincent for providing that conversation this week on Early Odds. I was captivated by it. It was fascinating, especially walking away from certain customers and feeling for betters that are just powerless when it comes to sports betting and getting that action. 
As I mentioned at the start, we transition to football next week on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Subscribe and download the podcast. Matt Spiegel is back with Bruce Levine for Inside the Clubhouse next, right here on 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.